Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm your host, Jackie Maroney, and I am so excited. Today we have Kristen Baldwin, who is the TV critic for Entertainment Weekly. Hi, Kristen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Um, Thank you. (laughs) So it was a crazy men tell all last night and we have a lot to get into. So I think we should just dive right into it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, first tell me a little bit about you. So you're the TV critic at Entertainment Weekly. I was wondering, since you're part of the industry, were you able to go to the taping of the men tell all? No. I mean, I guess I could have gone, um, but uh, it's in LA and I'm based in New York. And honestly, like, I don't ever really want to go. It just doesn't uh, appeal to me. I'd rather um, I'd rather watch from afar. I mean, they are long, long tapings. I think I was reading something online where they taped for ten hours to get. Like that honestly is my idea of hell. So no. <laughs> and I was reading. I was reading just now on a Reddit page or something too. Not only did they tape for ten hours, Luke's pauses were actually longer in um in real life than they were in the actual show they like edited out more of the pauses that's pretty impressive because i i timed some of them and they were at least 30 seconds long so and you really have to give props to chris harrison for not breaking the awkward silence it was like a staring contest and he was not gonna back down no, he wasn't. Um, all right. You know, this really was the Luke P show. And so let's get into it. I guess this is once and for all, I'm going to be talking about Luke P on this podcast. Hopefully, fingers crossed. God willing. <laughs> what is the deal with him? Like there, there's so much in there that I just, I feel like I can't get a firm grasp on what this man's deal is. Because on one hand, I'm like, oh, this is just a very controlling, manipulative man who's clearly not a good match for Hannah and no one wants to be in a relationship with someone who is going to be trying to control their actions or telling them what they should think. So great that she sent him home. But then I have this whole other level of like, he seems to just always be throwing spaghetti on the wall when he answers questions. And then as soon as he gets a negative response he backtracks and changes his answer in the hopes that he can like get approval in another way. Even just the way he was taking these massive pauses to answer pretty simple yeah. questions, Luke. It's like you either think this or you don't. And like, why is it taking you a minute to figure out whether you think something or don't think something? I just, I kind of think like there might be something wrong with him. He's not just your standard like bad guy to date. Like he, there's something not right here. Well, I mean, I think first, you know, just in general, you have to remember that anybody who voluntarily goes on a reality show is fundamentally flawed in some way. <laughs> like this, is, it is not a normal thing to, especially at this point in, in the, you know, the existence of re- reality TV, it's not a normal thing to think that looks fun. Julie does not look fun. It looks like a nightmare. And anyone who, you know, has a modicum of sort of, self-awareness and self-respect would realize like this is not going to end well for me so put you know put that that goes for you know hannah that goes for everybody who appears on these shows at this point you know we all have something wrong with us but their particular uh flaw or one of them at least is that they value the attention over uh 
you know, sort of peace of mind and just general happiness. So then with him, I think Luke is, honestly, I think he's kind of just a failed sociopath in that he tries to be a sociopath where they're usually very good at sort of, you know, manipulating people and telling people what they want to hear and really, uh, you know, adapting their demeanor to the situation. He clearly was trying to do that. Like you said, every time uh, he would glom onto something Hannah said, and uh, he would uh, then parrot it back to her in an right, effort to right. win her over. Um, but he's not, he just doesn't have the chops to be a successful sociopath. So I think he just... Is he maybe yeah. then just a very insecure, immature boy in a very sheltered life? Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's just you know he's 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 clearly to some degree a narcissist, but he's also just you know he's just an asshole. And like, I don't know that I wouldn't you know I don't think he's capable of anything uh, truly dangerous other than being a really bad boyfriend but mm -hmm. uh i you know i wouldn't necessarily uh i i just think he's kind of just sad <laughs> you know and, it's sad I, it's yeah. it's it's very hard probably to have genuine not not only relationships but friends when you, you don't even know where you stand or think on anything and you just kind of you say things that you've heard other people say because even like you know he has these opinions about his his faith and religion and kind of he quotes these bible verses but it's like dude you didn't make those up like you heard right. that from someone else and that person told you what you should think and in your community that's probably what everyone thinks so then you go out into the outside world where maybe not everyone thinks that way and you get hit with negative backlash and he's like oh no 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 you're, you're not understanding me you're not right right i'm being like, misunderstood yeah right it's like do you think that or do you not think that you gotta pick one dude like I don't know. Obviously, I mean, I don't think when, you know, when he had his hometown date and Hannah met all those nice church going people and they all mm -hmm. said lovely things about him. Like, I don't think those nice church going people were lying. I think that in certain situations, Luke, especially one like that, where he knows what to expect, you know, church, he knows what to expect. He knows what's going to work. He knows what, you know, people want to talk about and what their values are. Like, I think in those situations, he can be a very, you know, charming and nice guy. And yeah, once he's taken out of his element, he, he flounders. And, and we saw that all season. And unfortunately, we saw that way longer than, you know, your typical bachelor or bachelorette villain is usually gone by what, episode five or six? Yeah, this, yeah. Know, this was a real, real extended uh, uh time of misery for us to have to watch him and I you know I thought it was a, a lit you know I didn't think Hannah really needed to apologize to us because like please you know this was we love to love to hate watching him um but I also thought it was kind of sweet that she did yeah no she's been so sweet this whole time I mean I'm very pro Hannah <laughs> I yeah think me too I mean I wasn't that pro Hannah before but I think a lot of us especially last night with the podium move like we were, you know, it became clear that uh, she's, you know, she's not a cookie cutter bachelorette. And for all the things that could be annoying about her, including keeping Luke P around for so long, there's enough there that's, you know, different and funny and unexpected to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Totally. Do you think a couple more questions about Luke and then we can just move on and never yeah. talk about 
again. Do you think, well, he had said something at one point. He was kind of relaying back what he had said to Hannah that night when it was the night of what would have been the fantasy suites when they got into that, essentially when he got sent home. What he was relaying was like, you know, I said this and this and this and this and this and this and this. I don't even remember the exact quote, but what he was saying that he said was obviously not what we saw him say. Like, it, it was just so, yeah. you're really going to lie when, like, we have the tape, but. I know. Well, then I, think about it, like, he's been doing that all season, including, like, the, uh, with the body slam on the rugby field where he's yeah. like, you know, and yes, we didn't have a very clear shot of that, but we had enough of a shot to know that, the other Luke was not charging at you, you know, and those kind of things. So, um, yeah, I mean, he really, there are people who lie so much or convince themselves that they're telling the truth that they can say, you know, the opposite of what happened and say it convincingly, convincingly more than once, even at the rose ceremony in Greece, he, he would say something like, oh, I didn't tell you I was judging you. And Hannah very clearly was like, oh, you absolutely did. And you need to knock it off. So yeah, that was definitely when he was sitting in the hot seat, it's not surprised that he was like, oh no, I just said that I would, you know, be uncomfortable and would want to talk to, talk to her about it if she was in the fantasy suite. It's right, like, no, right, dude, right. like we, we saw you, it is on tape. But I, you know, I, pathological liars are often very good at you know, in order to be a successful one, you have to be good at believing what you're saying. And I think he believed it. Well, but the thing is, so with the Luke S thing, he admitted in the, in this episode that he was lying. Whereas yeah. about this, he, he did not. He was like, no, 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 this is actually what I said. Is it possible that it was edited to make him look worse? Sure. I mean, anything is possible, but I don't think he needed any help to look worse. I think you're right. That, okay. Um, I think honestly that, you know, probably in six weeks, he will say, yeah, you know what? I was judging her just like six weeks ago. He was saying, no, 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 no. Um, You know, I never, I didn't lie to Luke S and now he's saying, you know, yes, I did. I think it was just another calculated uh, move on his part. Like I'm sure he thought before he came on screen for men tell all, he thought, look, it's, if I admit to lying on a few occasions, then I will win the audience's sympathy. I'll win the guy's sympathy and they'll, you know, they won't be as hard on me about the whole rose ceremony thing. And so I do think that he was just, you know, he chose a couple things to tell the truth on and yeah, yeah. And, you know, sure. I'm sure the editing, like editing is never your friend, but what bothers me is when people are like, oh, they just edited him to look bad, whether they're talking about Luke or anyone else. You have to give the producers material to right. make you look bad. There is no taking out of context somebody acting like a psycho or, you know, being rude or being a bitch or whatever. Like, you have to provide that, inf- that footage to them. And then, sure, they can make you look even worse, but they can't take a person who acts normal and make them look like a crazy person. Well, and then you can't also, too, make Hannah's reaction... Like, you can't fake Hannah's response, right? No, for sure. It's something that affected her very emotionally several, several, several times. Yeah. And and that in itself is reason enough to keep him away, keep him home. Um, he said one more thing, too. He, I think, he, first off, he literally made a Twitter, like, to tweet at Hannah, which I thought was so yeah. 
immature. And it's like, dude, if you're trying to convince people that you're working on yourself and you're changing, this is not the way to do it. But okay. right. And then tweet at her about how she's not a good Christian. Like, right. But to time. literally make a Twitter account only to do that. Like all of his tweets are just about that. But, um, he also had tweeted something like, Oh, if I had, I just saw the trailer for bachelor in paradise. And if I had known what show I was going on, I'd never have gone on. I can't, believe that in this age people don't know what show they're going on and you know what there's no judgment to go on the show I've said this several times you know there are financial monetary career benefits to doing it if you want to go utilize those opportunities great um, but don't pretend like you think it's a show where people go to find love, really. Right, and don't pre- and don't whine when uh, something unflattering happens and you're shown in an unflattering light. Like that is, you know, I, there are a lot of people who still believe, you know, that this stuff is scripted. There's a lot of people who still believe that producers tell, uh, you know, tell the contestants exactly how to act, and you yeah. know these situations are not scripted they are certainly contrived but you yeah. know and producers definitely have an agenda but that you know i firmly believe and having been there on the you know the premiere of colton season uh that night one you know nobody is told what to do people are certainly asked questions and they're led in certain directions and things like that but nobody's told what to do and these are people they want to be on tv they know that you know the more sort of notable their actions the more screen time they're going to get so it really like they do their job they do the job for the producers so yeah i mean i don't have any sympathy for anybody who goes on a reality show and then claims that like oh i was treated unfairly or i don't you know i i was given an unflattering edit it's like no you know you were you were there and they they worked with what you gave them right speaking so you were at colton's like the first night of filming for Colton's season? Yeah, I was actually the first reporter ever allowed on set uh, for night one and of any, you know, bachelor or bachelorette. And, you know, it was really great. I had a great time, learned a lot of stuff about, uh, learned a lot of stuff about the show and just, you know, a lot of fun details for like a complete lunatic fan like myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been watching this show for years. So it was like, you know, the best 12 hours of my life to be able to be there and see how the sausage was made. Um, and, you know, I did a piece for Entertainment Weekly about it. Um, and, you know, there, the fact, the amount of work that goes into, you know, making the premiere episode is really incredible. But it really did, like, for anyone who's seen an episode of Unreal, like there was nothing there that's shocking. At this point, reality TV mm-hmm. viewers are pretty sophisticated. Like you know that there are producers on the floor during filming. You know that like uh, producers uh, are sort of you know befriending contestants and and getting them to you know quote unquote open up. I hate that expression. Um, right. You know because that's part of how you get good tv but on the other hand like you know colton was never told what to do other than like okay now it's time for you to come shoot your uh you know confessional you're in the moment interview up here or now you know it's like oh now you're going to talk to sydney or now you're going to talk to whatever but he was never told you know keep this person don't keep that person you know it was really like they they are put in a very contrived situation these contestants but then they're they act the way they act and you know 
uh, certainly producers know good, good TV when they see it. And so, um, you know, if somebody is getting upset, I'm sure that like the producers, when they interview them, they want to ask them questions that might continue to draw out those emotions because yes, that's more, you know, uh, that's good TV, but nobody's like, it just frustrates me when people are like, oh, it's all scripted. Producers put Luke up to it. Producers put Jed up to it. No, no, they didn't. So you think Luke, because I, I do think you, you're right in that they can't make you do anything that you don't want to do. But I do think they can kind of, if you have this idea of like, well, maybe I could get Hannah back. They, I think they would say to you, a producer would say, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. I think you should maybe give it one more shot. Are you saying they wouldn't do that? Oh, no, they would totally do that. But that doesn't mean, you know, these people are grown ass adults. And I'm sure that if, if Luke said to them, you know, I want to give it one more shot, you know, I want to get a ring, they, prob- they probably would help him find a ring somewhere in Greece. Mm-hmm. But what didn't happen and what people certainly like to pretend happened is they said, okay, Luke, she sent you home, but now here's what's going to happen. We're going to get you a ring. You're going to come back. You're not, you're going to refuse to leave until, you know, you're escorted off the premises, whatever. Uh, no, I'm sure, you know, he definitely was like, I, you know, I want to try this again. You've got to get me back on there. And they were like, great. They certainly just helped enable his bad decision making for sure. I but see. He, he's a grown ass man who made this decision. And they were like, yep, go ahead. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's, that is their job. They're making television. So like, yeah. you know, because if they had talked him out of it, they'd be doing a terrible job at their job. So, yeah, no, it's true. Um I do think that sometimes is something that people, yeah, they do get a little misconstrued between it being scripted and planned versus yeah. when something organically comes up to water it a little bit. Exactly. That's exactly it. Like they're not making it happen, but what once it happens, like they're not going to say to him, oh, no, 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 you should just go. Like, if Hannah was like, I am, in, I am afraid and I don't want to see him again, I, I truly don't believe they would have, you know, let him come back. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if he's like, yeah, I'm going to come back, I want to get a ring, they, they send a producer to go some freaking jewelry store in Greece and get him a ring. You know, that was definitely not a Neil R- Lane ring, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they, they enable, <laughs> they, yes, do not, yes, yes, yes. they enable bad judgment. They don't create it. <laughs> All right. Let's close the door on, on Luke. Yes. I don't ever want to talk about him again, but let's talk about going forward. Um, the only other guy I had actually read that cam went down into the hot seat, but they cut out his whole thing. So then the only people that they showed, <laughs> I think were, a lot of people probably got some hot seat time and they cut it out. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like, the only people they showed are John Paul Jones and Mike. So it's kind of leading me to believe, like, they're giving Mike, like, a hardcore Bachelor edit. Because I think, like, as much, I really liked Mike throughout the whole season and think he'd be a great Bachelor. But there were a couple times where I think he was getting involved in the drama. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, he wasn't a perfect person by any means. No, no. But I do, but I do think it is very interesting how they're, they're conveniently leaving all that stuff out and they are really painting him to be this, this bachelor. Do you think he's going to get it? Do you think he's going to be the bachelor? I don't. I love Mike and I think he's great. And from day one, I've been like, okay, Mike for bachelor, Mike for bachelor. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think, you, what you have to remember with Mentel All 
the final three aren't there. So right. don't forget, Peter, who is basically the second coming of Ben Higgins, is mm-hmm. definitely in the running. Tyler, who I have really come to adore over, I didn't, I thought he was kind of just sort of a dork early on, but now I'm like full on in love with Tyler. Like the way that he's been very sort of supportive. He's a feminist, the way that he stands mm-hmm. up for her and he says, don't tell her who she's, you know, why are you telling her who she is, Luke? You know, like, yeah. he's just very, he's, as I referred to him in my recap, he is a woke ass slab of man meat. Like I know, Ugh, I love Tyler too. <laughs> so remember, they are not on the the men tell all so you know they're you're seeing mike he's definitely a candidate but you know don't forget tyler and uh you know i don't think jed for obvious reasons right right and uh, and peter are definitely in the running too i really like mike mike uh you know as we saw in the promo he's going to show off on paradise and that makes me anxious because you know yes paradise can work to your advantage uh, as it did with nick but mm-hmm. it can it can also uh, it can also kind of ruin your chances. So I think there's a chance that you know whatever happens on Paradise might not be a great look for Mike as Bachelor. Um, so and I also I just don't think Mike Fleiss, uh, who you know mm-hmm. ultimately has has the final say. I don't think he's ready to do a Black Bachelor. I just don't think he is. Um, and you know not just him, Warner Brothers, ABC. Like I think. I just don't know that they're ready, um, you know, which is absurd in, right. in today's day and age. But I think when you add in the fact that they have, you know, Ben Higgins 2.0 as an option, they have Tyler as an option, it's going to be hard. Mike would have to be flawless to <laughs> really be on that level. And I am just concerned that, like, that won't end up being the case. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what we said with when everyone was wondering who was going to be The Bachelor last time, and it was all like, oh, will it be Blake? Will it be Jason? And then it ended up being Colton kind of out of left field, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, we don't know. know, I I actually spoke to Mike Fleiss about that, um, you know, when I was there on Colton's. And, you know, I was like, why did you choose Colton? You know, not like in a accusatory bit way but like what was your you know because it was really it was Blake it was Jason Tartik and it was um and it was Colton and he said like a lot of the, you know a lot of it comes from when they have these off-camera one-on-one meetings with them you know and he said he was the most engaging in the room Colton he loved the virgin thing because it was again like a Sean Sean Lowe who was a born-again virgin you know that yeah. situation um and you know the other thing that you know I pointed out and he agreed was Basically, Blake and Jason were campaigning for the position uh, as soon as they were bumped off the show, and that's not a great look. You know, um, it doesn't it doesn't uh, sort of excite the producers when you're very clearly like, "I want this job," because you know, right reasons and all that. So, um, and I think Colton was a little less eager, <laughs> and uh, yeah. that worked in his favor. Interesting. It's just because it is kind of, I think, I don't know if Mike's really doing the campaigning himself, but I feel like everyone is doing the campaigning for him. I feel like. Yeah, no, people love him. People love him. And I, you know, I would love for it to be him. If he, if he can get through paradise without any, you know, blemish on his, uh, you know, image and, and if, uh, you know, because especially they have to be so careful now 
uh, with a first with a black bachelor, like he they can't find anything. Like there can be yeah. nothing, nothing wrong with him because it would you know it's such a big risk on their in their viewpoint. Like so, I do think you know we don't know what's happened in Mike's past. We don't know what's happened in any of these people's past. So like they're gonna have to do a deep dive so that we don't have you know, another Jed situation or anybody else who can come out of the woodwork and be like, guess what? You know, this right. is what Mike did to me or, you know, whatever. So um, who's, who knows? I don't think we'll find out for a while because I think they've got to. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think, think they'll wait yeah. till after paradise. Cause I oh, don't for sure. Yeah. Well, cause the bachelor isn't until next January. So we kind of, we have time. Yeah, I mean, they won't start shooting until basically September, so mm -hmm. uh, they have time, and I think, you know, with Hannah, it was very quick, you know, they announced it right away, but they were, they're on a kind of a tighter turnaround there, um, yeah. and, and Bachelor, I think, just is more important to the franchise, so they will take their time. I have one more question for you, and then we can kind of wrap it up, because I do think we covered a lot of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Hannah said to Luke, fantasy suites are not about sex. Um, and I, I, I do think it, on one, I've heard other bachelor and bachelorettes say that, um, you know, cause it is the first time you guys are alone together. There, there are so many things that you need to talk about, like real life things of, okay, how does right. it work that sex does kind of take a backseat to the time that you're getting to make the most of it. Um, but then I feel like after the fact, the show does make, make, does allude to that though, right? Like they do say, they call it the fantasy suite. They don't call it private alone, adult time, yeah. talk about your finances. They, like, right. they call it the fantasy suite. And then afterwards there, there are all of these questions of did they, didn't they, and everyone talks about it. So like, what do you think about that? Is it like an antiquated thing? Well, I, I don't know. Here's what I think. I mean, I think that before Caitlin Bristow, who was a total groundbreaker, um, mm -hmm. you know, they, there was this sort of, they, they put on this, uh, they did this song and dance where they basically pretended, you know, we don't know if they had sex, maybe they just talked, you know, and they never showed the morning after shots. But once she uh, had sex with Nick before the fantasy suite, they, there were, there was no longer any question that these are grown people consenting adults who have sex so mm -hmm. after the fantasy suite in Caitlin's season that's when we first got the after morning after shots of them in bed and with them in their robes and whatever I think I think Hannah you know would probably have been more ac accurate if she had said the fantasy suites are not just about sex because for sure they're about sex and I mean for whatever form that sex takes for these people just means like you're alone you can go farther you know, physically than maybe than you've been able to do with a cameraman standing on the bed two you know two feet right. away from you as we saw in the bloopers. But they're also for sure about uh, talking you know talking about whatever things that maybe you haven't talked about because the cameras are there or um, you know just I'm sure at that point privacy is just so precious. So the idea that you get you know however eight hours with nobody around. Um, I'm sure that's a big part of it too. But I, I also feel like let's not pretend that they're not that they're not about sex. Like that's it's fine. It's fine for it to be about sex. Right, like right, right. it could be about sex and other things. I don't know. I think I think in part I don't know. I don't know why she, you know, felt the need to say that. I, I think, you know, she was being partly 
uh, disingenuous, but also like, I agree, I'm sure they're about other things besides sex, but let's all just accept the fact that they're also about sex. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I think she also, too, is a little bit in, in a crossroads in her life where, you know, I, I think it's very obvious she was raised very in a very traditional Christian conservative mm-hmm. town and family, and, and she's growing up and learning her how she actually feels about things and is becoming more independent and thinking about things for herself. So I do think she is a little bit on the crossroads where she is such an independent, strong progressive woman while still is on this national stage where is being sometimes shamed and made to question those opinions that she's grown to have. So then I think she sometimes like reverts back to, I I don't know. I think she's just, she's torn between like two ideologies, one where she was grown up think like taught and where she's now making these decisions for herself. And I do think it can be confusing to know like where you stand on things like this on a national stage when you're 24 and trying to grow up. Absolutely. And I think that's fine, you know, and I think, uh, honestly, you know, she definitely seems, uh, at least if she's not a hundred percent comfortable, she's getting there with like understanding that like, I can be a Christian woman and have premarital sex. There are certainly some Christians who believe you can't, but there are plenty who understand that the Bible was written, you know, uh, thousands of years ago by a uh, very uh, uh, patriarchal society that did not value women. So like, there are a lot of things in there that maybe don't uh, apply directly to how we live our lives today, but, um, yeah, so I, you know, I think she's working it out, like you said, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Luke, you're welcome to, he's welcome to be a, you know, whatever, did a secondary virgin or whatever, but like, you also, you know, Christianity is also a spectrum, any religion is a spectrum, so if if he only wants to be with another Christian who views things the way he does, then he chose the wrong woman. Right. Then it's it's not her. And I think he knows that now. He he was just, he was, I said this to my my sister when I was watching. He, I mean, and I think he admitted this too, that he, he put such unrealistic expectations on the idea of Hannah. You know what I mean? Before he right. even her, he thought she was all of these things and like shamed her when she wasn't. And she's, it's just kind of like, well, what did you expect? It's like she's yeah. a person with her own thoughts and ideas. Yeah, it's been... And also, like, she went on The Bachelorette. She went on The Bachelor. And also, you went on The Bachelorette. Like, what did you think? Like, I know. The, the idea where you think, like, literally this show has been on for, what, you know, 15 years, something like that. And the idea that, like, you don't realize at this point that uh, there is a portion, there's a part of this, quote unquote, journey where everybody spends the night alone. Like, get it together. Like, you can't pretend that this was a shock to you. Yeah. I, I don't know. He, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad he's gone. Hopefully he will not be making it to paradise this summer, but I don't know. Well, I would hope so. I mean, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't, I, I would hope so, but I'm also like sort of emotionally preparing, uh, for him to show up because he's just, you know, he, he's a good villain. He's and he's good television and people love to talk about him. It has been the Luke P conversation for weeks now so yeah it'll be interesting you know and as much as he says like oh I didn't realize what type of show this is and blah 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 I would be willing to bet some serious money that if they came to him and said 
you know, Luke, we want you, we want you on paradise. He would, his need for attention would win out over whatever, you know, values and morals he uh, professes to have. Totally. I agree. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to give me all of these opinions and hot takes. I feel like you had such great... <laughs> well, you did. You had... I didn't know that you had been on the, on the set before. I had spoken yeah. with Mike Fleiss. There's so much good stuff in here. I'm really excited. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about or plug before you go? Um, no, I mean, you can read the Bachelor Onset report on EW.com and, you know, obviously my recaps uh, because I have a love-hate relationship with this show and uh we'll recap it until they pry the keyboard out of my cold dead hands <laughs> i love that <laughs> all right thank you so much Kristen. have a great rest of your day all right bye-bye and once again thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of bachelor blab i'm your host jackie maroney follow me on twitter and instagram at jackie maroney underscore next week is the two-night finale so i'll be posting an episode later on in the week than normal but make sure you don't miss it it's obviously going to be a good one see you next week thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.